0: Today's episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast is available on iTunes. It is available on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and also the Roger Hoover Podcast is proud to be part of the River City Rogue Podcast Network. For the best local blogs, vlogs, and podcasts on sports culture and entertainment, head to RiverCityRogue.com. Bold views from the bold city and beyond. Hello again everybody, this is Roger Hoover and welcome to this episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast. I'm recording today from the baseball grounds of Jacksonville in beautiful Jacksonville, Florida, here on Thursday, August 25th, 2016 getting closer to the end of the regular season for the Jacksonville Suns. Two games left in this series against Chattanooga and then a five-game trip to Pensacola back at home for five more games against the Mobile Bay Bears coming up around Labor Day weekend. So it's coming to an end very quickly for the Suns, who still have a chance. Jacksonville currently four and a half games back with 12 games left behind Mississippi by four and a half games. Also, you have the Bay Bears and the Blue Wahoos, the next two opponents. They are also in the mix. So really the thing the Suns can worry about right now is just trying to win baseball games. That's got to be the focus for the Suns from this point on, and they've already lost two of the first three in this series going up against Chattanooga. But we had a lot of fun at the baseball grounds last night with Robbie Hayes, a Jacksonville native who was on the last season of The Bachelorette that just came to an end a couple of weeks ago. But Robbie Hayes was here. He met some fans, signed autographs on the concourse throughout the first pitch. And then, like a lot of the great guests we have at the baseball grounds of Jacksonville, he came on the Suns Baseball Network. We had a fun interview over about an inning and a half, really learning all about his background what it was like to be on The Bachelorette, and also what his plans are for the future. And I think some of his answers may surprise you and may intrigue you about what he is going to do next. I've never really watched The Bachelorette too much. Uh, My girlfriend was into the show. She usually watched it every Monday and, I guess, Tuesday when they'd have, I guess, the rose ceremony or something like that. I don't know. I've never really kept up with it. But I did actually watch a little bit of this season. I saw the finale, the last episode, when it came down to JoJo picking, here's a spoiler alert, Jordan Rogers over Robbie, the guy we're going to talk to. But Robbie was the runner-up. He was in the final two. So I actually did get to watch a little bit of this season. So I, yes, I did some homework on getting ready for the interview, but also got to watch and saw what Robbie went through that last episode, uh, ending in heartbreak in Thailand. So we talked about that and we talked about again, what is coming up for Robbie Hayes next. So I think you'll enjoy that conversation. Well, taking a look at everything else that's going on, the Jacksonville Suns are getting closer to the end of their season. As I mentioned, we're also getting closer to the start of college football season, and we're only a week away from when my alma mater, the University of Tennessee, will play their first football game going up against Appalachian State at Neyland Stadium. So I'm really looking forward to that. Looking forward as well to watching some Alabama football once again. The Crimson Tide will open their season in Arlington, Texas at AT AT&T Stadium, going up against the USC Trojans a week from this Saturday, so college football season really is here, and this is really that special time of the year you always like. And I always go back to when I was a student at the University of Tennessee. Before I ever took classes, I actually worked for UTSports.com along with Drew Walker. He and I would do a lot of practice videos and a lot of getting a lot of post practice. Video interviews with Coach Fulmer, quarterback Eric Gange at the time, wide receiver Robert Meacham. That 2006 season, I was in Knoxville early and got to go through pretty much all of fall camp for Tennessee. But I remember the Thursday before Tennessee opened that season against the California Golden Bears at Neyland Stadium, Coach Fulmer, it was his last major media opportunity before the game. And I remember he took a deep breath and he said, well, it's finally here. And I think that's what we're getting towards with college football coming up. We're finally here. Tennessee, it's going to be a little different for the Vols this year. Opening on a Thursday night on campus, so that's going to be special. And they're going to have a little extra time to get ready for the battle at Bristol going up against Virginia Tech. But but I just love it. I, I love college football behind Major League Baseball, college football, and specifically SEC football, my absolute favorite sport, and I really haven't had to work many SEC games over the last few years. I worked all throughout college, and I haven't worked uh, football since uh, the last season I was working with Carson Newman in 2013. So last couple years, I've just been a fan, and that's what I'm looking forward to doing this year, just being a fan of some great SEC football. I'm going to try to go to as many Tennessee and Alabama games as I can go to. It's just going to be a lot of fun, I think, coming up this fall watching Tennessee, preseason number nine, Alabama preseason number one. Of course, I do some work for the Crimson Tide Sports Network, specifically in women's basketball season, but uh, it's just going to be a fun year, and it's all going to come together when Alabama travels to Knoxville to take on Tennessee, and my hope is it's the first of two meetings between Alabama and Tennessee. I think it'd be a lot of fun to have a rematch of that game, whoever wins or loses, have a rematch in the SEC Championship game in Atlanta, and this will be the last year of the SEC Championship game is played at the Georgia Dome before they have that sparkling new Mercedes-Benz stadium that will open for 2017. But I'm excited about that, excited about some future guests we're having coming up on the podcast in the next few weeks, so make sure you subscribe and you can have the episodes delivered right to you. But this week's guest is Robbie Hayes. He joined me from the top of the second inning through the middle of the third last night as the Suns took on the lookout, so there's a little bit of baseball play-by-play mixed in our conversation, but I think you'll have a fun time hearing from the runner-up of this last season of The Bachelorette, Robbie Hayes. Great to see you, Robbie. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, Roger. Thanks for having me. That's fouled away by Edgar Corsino to start the inning and Robbie had a chance to meet a lot of fans on the concourse and uh, really have a good time and I'm sure you met a lot of fans of the show before the ball game.
1: I did. There's a lot of fans that came out and I'm glad. You know, I've been out here a few times, but I usually only came on Thursday Thursdays per the deal, <laughs> but it looks like we got a good turnout today so I'm excited about it. And
0: a pretty good job with the first pitch, too. you got to be proud of that.
1: Uh, I was practicing a little bit, so I was hoping it was good. You know, I, I didn't want to embarrass all the friends and family that I brought out tonight. So,
0: Corsina swings and a line drive into right. Great catch by Ronnie that? Mitchell. Two nights in a row, he's had a grab like that. Excellent catch for the Suns right fielder. Did you play a lot of baseball
1: growing up? You know, I swam and I played right. baseball. And then it came to a turning point when I was 12 years old. You know, uh, getting into middle school where I had to decide where I was going to spend my time, and uh, swimming was kind of it. I actually, uh, in middle school, swam on varsity over at Bowles High School right. in, in Jacksonville, Florida. So I would actually leave school early at the middle school campus. I'd take the activities bus uh, around 2:30. I'd leave about an hour early to go practice with the high schoolers. So I was um, there. You know, there's a golfer in there, David McGee, and there was a, um, a gymnast slash diver in there, Bailey Elson. Uh, who all three of us uh, middle schoolers felt like we were cool going over to the high school to practice for the varsity members So
0: yeah, it was fun. Here's a swing a little bouncer to the shortstop Mooney will throw out DJ Hicks quickly two gone On the top of the second as we visit from Robbie Hayes But from Jacksonville and uh, you eventually went to Florida State for school and continued in swimming there I did uh, you know that was a
1: tough decision just colleges start calling you They start recruiting you start weighing your options where the best scholarship is where the best program is what's going to further your career the best and uh, you know, Florida State was actually the last trip I took, and it was unofficial. So I had taken five official trips before that, and you know, Florida State just kind of stuck with me. It, not only was it one of the best offers, it was where I felt most comfortable with the with the coach, the team, the school, the the dorms that I would have been in. Uh, so yeah, uh, Florida State was was my best option. It panned out very well for me as I improved greatly from what I was in high school as a swimmer to what I became as a swimmer in college. And you know, four of the uh uh, three of the four siblings that followed me came with me to florida state so now it's a it's an alumni for more than 75 percent of my family
0: now is it true you got to meet ryan lochte when he was trying to recruit you to come to florida
1: i did yeah you know uh lochte uh drove me from the airport back to uh where i would be staying for my recruiting trip on florida and from then on you know i had always been a giant a giant gator fan growing up in jacksonville um, and unfortunately, that didn't pan out for my swimming career, so I became a Florida State fan uh, through that being my alumni. But I stayed close with them, so I had a lot of great friends, Brett Fraser, Sean Fraser, Bradley Alley, uh, Clark Burkle, Omar Pinzone, Ryan Lochte. Uh, and so I went back out to Omaha uh, for the trials back in late June, early July and saw
0: all those guys so it was great to see them and support them through their journey to make the Olympics absolutely so you gotta be very proud of them and let's talk a little bit about the bachelorette how did it come about that you had the opportunity to go on the show that's huge it's all a, over
1: the place It's a crazy story <laughs> and it's a long story I'll, I'll give you the uh, the spark notes version okay uh, you know I posted a crazy picture with my brothers we're we're, we're a wild family we're loud um, over Christmas and um, He got it. There you go. He did. T.J. White flies out to left after
0: Stuart Turner had a single. We'll stay here in between innings, and you continue the story. Again, there's no score between the Lookouts and the Suns going to the bottom of the second.
1: Yeah, so we posted that picture on Instagram, and it kind of went viral. And uh, a big account that's got a lot of followers ended up reposting it. And uh, uh, the Bachelorette uh, ABC account actually ended up commenting on it. And I think my little sister saw that. She knew I was kind of fresh out of a relationship and kind of took it upon herself to nominate me. And so I had no idea. I, I woke up, you know, three, four weeks later, way late January, to a phone call from LA, thinking it was a prank call, <laughs> asking me to try out for this reality TV show. And I'm like, who's playing a prank on me? What's going on? And I call him back, and sure enough, it's legit. So I went through the process, and two and a half months, two months later, they're flying me out to
0: LA to, to do this. And what was that first experience like? What was the kind of the interview process you had to go through? What kind of led to that first episode that we got to see? It was
1: insane. I'm not joking, two months of you know 47 page applications, non-disclosure agreements, confidentiality agreements, send 15 pictures of this and 25 pictures of this, do a, a seven minute audition tape, come out to LA for final casting for this weekend, and then wait for a phone call. And when that phone call came, you know of course i was excited about it hey you're on we're good right. We want you to come out sit down talk to your family about it let us know what you think so i did that i sat down talked to my family about it, and you know what you're 27 why rule out any avenue to find love and uh sure enough
0: i gave him the go ahead three days later i was flying out now did you get to meet jojo or have any idea that she was the bachelorette during that process or do you know anybody else that would be on the show i had an idea that it was down to two her and kayla i didn't know who it would be uh when i flew out
1: i found out while i was being held up in la doing the the photo shoots the interviews prior to hopping in the limousine and meeting the bachelorette so um when it was announced, it was her. I was on cloud nine, more than excited. She's she's the full package. She's incredible.
0: Had you watched the previous season of The Bachelor that she had been on? You know, I started
1: watching it, um, and I watched the first two, three episodes. And then when I found out that I was going to start going through the process to possibly be on it, I said to myself, you know what? I probably don't want to watch the potential right. Bachelorette start developing feelings for another guy if I'm going to start to try to fall in love with that girl. So I stopped and then of course I started watching towards the end to see how it ended up and who could potentially be that lead role in the next episode.
0: We're in the bottom of the second Chris Curley at the plate. No score between the Lookouts and Sons as we visit with Robbie Hayes talking about this last season of The Bachelorette and uh, first of all you were one of what 25 that we first met in that episode that initial episode. There was uh a me plus 25 so it's 26 total wow chris Curley will ground out to short for the first out in the bottom of the second and did you get to know some of the other contestants that were on the show with you did, were you, did you guys become friends during the process you're all going for the same girl, so in real life that probably wouldn't happen very much so you know it's the first couple of weeks
1: you're there it's like a summer camp you know you're thrown in there you you go on one date um you know per like Two or three days, so the other couple days you're hanging at home with the guys with nothing to do. You don't have a cell phone, you don't have internet, you don't have TVs, any of that stuff. So you're you're forced to communicate, and you do bond. You, you create good relationships, especially if you're you know, put in these rooms with guys because there were three different rooms with 10, 10, and 6. Um, and you make some good relationships, and then it does kind of start getting...
0: You Here's know. a swing and a line drive into right field, a base hit for Peter Mooney. He's hustling his way to second, and he will be there safely with a double. Nice piece of hitting by Mooney. Great. Job.
1: So, yeah, he, it's um, it's a catch-22 because you start making these relationships with the guys the first couple weeks, and then you all start developing these feelings. You're like, you know what? You're trying to be the same girl I am. I don't really want to talk to you right now. <laughs> so it's it's, it's a double-edged sword. You, know, you, you, you pick and choose. And for me, it, it didn't bug me because I kind of had tunnel vision the whole time. You know, JoJo was at the end of that tunnel, and all the other guys, all the drama was white noise on the outside. And that was my view through the entire thing.
0: Danny Muno, and now the plate now you also got to bring her here to the first coast you guys had the hometown date you got to show around st augustine i'm sure that was fun for you
1: that was a blast you know and and i suggested a few things to the date team the river jack's beach st augustine and st augustine won out you know you can't really beat st augustine right it's history it's beauty it's it's cobblestone paths it's it's unique stores it's restaurants it's everything um and it's got the water so you couldn't really beat it, and I couldn't think of a better place to take the girl that I love back in my hometown. So, uh, we got to do that time in Saint Augustine during the day, and then we got to come to my hometown, Jacksonville, and um, spend time in San Marco with my family uh, during the
0: night and dinner time. So it was it was a beautiful day. It was awesome. Next pitch to Muno, missing low and inside. Now two and two. Now it gets to the final two. You, along with Jordan Rogers, all you know the last few dates seem very pressure packed. Or were you feeling the pressure at that It's point? crazy,
1: you know, and Jordan was my best friend throughout the entire show. Really? We were roommates everywhere we went. Um, and it was it was difficult uh, because towards the end when there's about six or five guys left, they separate you. So you only see them at the rose ceremonies. So you don't really think about, you know, oh, he's trying to date the same girl as me. It's more of I um, I don't get to see their dates. So I don't see their relationship develop. I only see mine develop. So I'm confident in my emotions. I'm confident in JoJo and I. am confident in everything that I'm feeling. And uh, when you see him at the roaster to me, like it hits you. You're like, well, he's still here. He's, right. he's still vying for her love. So she sees something in him too. Where do those compare? But, you know, all said and done, I wanted her to be happy. I fell in love with her. I wanted her to be happy. And if I'm not the guy to give her that forever happy, I hope she finds that guy because I do care for her. AND SO I RESPECT HIM, I RESPECT HER, AND IT'S UNFORTUNATE FOR MYSELF, BUT IT WAS HER JOURNEY TO FIND LOVE, I FELT FORTUNATE ENOUGH TO FIND THAT LOVE ALONG THE WAY.
0: PETER MOONEY DREW A WILD PITCH, HE'S NOW AT THIRD, THEN DANNY MUNO DREW A WALK, SOME MEN ON THE CORNERS FOR THE SUNS, NO SCORE IN THE SECOND, MARIN, a LITTLE BOUNCER TO THE FIRST BASEMAN, PICKED UP BY WHITE, THEY GOT MOONEY IN A RUN DOWN BETWEEN THIRD AND HOME, THROW GOES FROM THE CATCHER BACK TO GOODRUM. Pitcher now will apply the tag and Stewart with the tag. Mooney is out on the play at home plate. Marin reaching safely on the fielder's choice all the way to second base. Then Muno went to third. Fielder's, and fielder's choice, three, two, five, one. That went the first baseman White to the catcher Turner Goodrum, then on to the pitcher Stewart for the second out. So now two gone. Two-minute scoring position, we have no score in the bottom of the second between the Suns and the Lookouts as we continue to visit with Robbie Hayes, who was on the last season of The Bachelorette. Now for you, of course, cameras were all over the place. Did you just get used to it at some point? Did you forget that people were in the other it's, room with you? It's,
1: it's overwhelming, man. You know, really? uh, the first couple weeks, especially the first night, you know, I blacked out, and not from alcohol. I blacked out <laughs> from just the overwhelmingness of cameras everywhere, Filming from 7 p.m. at night to 9.30 a.m. the next morning, it's crazy. And you don't really get used to it until, you know, two weeks in. its It, it takes a minute. And I always compared it to, you know, watching myself back on television. Right. You know, people are like, how is it watching yourself back? You know, it's weird the first couple of weeks. You're like, do I sound like that? Is my body language like that? Did I really do that? And then when after two weeks pass, you kind of get used to it. So you, you do develop that that accustomed to being on camera, to not just you and joe being in the room at dinner to 19 people being around you at dinner so it's it's difficult but you do get used to it yeah
0: james roberts a foul pop out to third we'll end the inning we'll visit with you one more half inning if that's all right robbie and uh yeah, just, it seemed like just even little things that you wouldn't even think about. They were there, wanting to shoot just every little bit, especially leading up to that final rose ceremony.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, there's always cameras on you. And, you know, from the second you wake up in the morning until you take that microphone off to go to bed, there's a camera on you. So you never know what's going to be aired, what they choose, you know. My hometown was an entire day spent spent in the Jacksonville area. St. Augustine, Jacksonville, we spent, <coughs> excuse me, a nine-hour day together and in that episode they squeezed it into a, a fourteen, fifteen-minute right. time frame so like th- there's a lot of stuff left on the production floor but um, I will say that the person you are in in your character traits and through your personality is who they portray you as they don't force you to be anyone else right who you are as a person is who you
0: are on the show so well, and it's got to be tough too—a deeply personal moment like that last scene we saw you with her on the beach, and you learn that uh, she's not going to be engaged to you. The cameras are right there, followed every step of your journey back in the car, and then there was nowhere for you to hide. It, it was—I I can't even
1: express to you. You know, um, yeah, it, it was difficult in that last that last episode. Um, I wasn't expecting it, I didn't want it to happen like that, Um, but I wanted her to be happy, and if that was the way it was going to work, then
0: I would have to live with
1: it, but you're right, in the car, you know, even in the car, there's a camera on me, and I'm sitting there, you know, in my head saying, bleep, 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 can't you give me my space, like, all this, and I understand, you know, I signed the dotted line for this, I signed myself up for this, so... Um, it was hard, and, and then seeing her after the final rose while watching that final episode was even more hard. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a difficult situation, but again, I signed up for
0: it. That's right. Levi Michael leads off the top of the third. We have no score between the Lookouts and the Suns here at the baseball grounds of Jacksonville. As we continue to visit with Robbie Hayes and The Bachelorette, here's Michael with a swing and a drive deep to left field, and this is gone. A solo homer by Michael, and the Lookouts take a 1-0 lead here on the top of the third.
1: Busco.
0: That's the second homer that Michael's had this year. Now the Lookouts in front by a run. So you, we've talked about that in the last episode, and that was filmed in Thailand. How much time was there between when they wrapped on that to when the first episode aired of the season?
1: Three days. Three days. Yeah. That's well, it. not three days. Or, um, yeah, I five or six days. You okay. know, because I didn't leave Thailand until about three days after that, um, because they they divvy up the flying so that no one's on the same flight, production, crew, cast, any of that. So I left about three days later, and then the show aired about three days later.
0: Here's a swing and a bouncer to second. Roberts picked it up, then couldn't get the ball out of his gloves, so reaching safely will be Zach Granite. He's aboard for a second time today. Look out to the man on base, already up one nothing here in the top of the third. It was an error on James Roberts. Now, what was it like when you first started watching the, and getting to see her on some different dates with other guys? Or did you even watch those parts? Did you only kind of watch the parts of the show that you were on?
1: Yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird situation, and you'll think I'm weird because of this. But, uh, you know, I, I got my heart broken. Filming, and no one knew that yet. I knew that, she knew that, and the other guy knew that.
0: And all the friends and family, nobody else didn't
1: know that. You know, my closest family did. I I told my parents, some of my siblings. I didn't quite tell because I didn't know if they could keep that on the down low. But um, so I start the recovery process. You know, I, I lay low. I go back home. I spend time with my family, my closest friends. Get my feet back up underneath me and um you know that's a that's an ongoing process so a month and a half down the road that's great we're doing good we're moving on um but as we move on it, it's a it's again it's a double-edged sword the episodes start developing more feelings so a, a month and a half after my heartbreak i start getting my feedback underneath me but also you know i'm telling her i love her in the episode i'm, I'm moving on to my one-on-one date I'm, I'm spending more time with her because there's less guys there Um, So I'm starting to develop more feelings, as are the other guys. And I don't get to see that while I'm filming, but I see it on the show. So I do start fast-forwarding through, you know, the other guys' parts. I only watch my parts because it's it's hard to watch. And that starts bringing back all those feelings I've got. So all this recovery I've done for the last month and a half starts backtracking. So you take two steps forward, but you take three steps back. So it's difficult. It's...
0: It messes with your mind. It really I'm does. I'm sure. Here's a bouncing ball to Anderson at third. Good pickup and a good throw to first in time to get the Elma. Granted, had taken second base on a stolen bag, and now he gets to move to third base. He's there now with just one gone in the top of the third inning. Lookouts with a one nothing lead. Now, uh, we mentioned as well, the final episode just a few weeks ago, and you were on the uh, After the Rose show and got to talk to jo- JoJo then. Had you spoken with her at all? I had not spoken okay. with her one
1: bit. Nope. Not once since uh, since that final Filming episode in Thailand What about Jordan? Uh, I had spoken with Jordan, you know, I spoke with Jordan a lot. I I still speak with Jordan, um, you know, on a On a weekly basis. We try to make it happen. I'll text him every now and then I know he's a lot more busy than I am because of how the show did end Uh, So sometimes we we miss each other, but I you know, I ran into him in LAX uh, about a month later just randomly and, you know, I walked through the door. He had seen, seen me before I seen him. We both dropped our bags. And he's like, come here, embrace, got a big hug going, you know, made a scene in the airport. You know, there's, there's really no hard feelings. I, I can't hold it against him that she chose him over me because if I did love the girl, what I did develop was an unconditional care for her. And in caring for her, all I wanted for her was to be happy. Right. And if I'm not that guy, what am I going to do, hold a grudge or hate her forever, hate That's him right. forever? I can't do that. So... I respect him. I respect her. I'm glad they're happy and I hope they stay happy.
0: And then since the finale aired, you've been very, very busy. Uh, just so many interviews, I'm sure, kind of like this, but just on different media outlets and you've been all over the place traveling yes, since it aired. Yes,
1: all over the place. So I can't do much while I'm still on the show per my contract with right. ABC. So I schedule that for after August 1st, that final episode when I am off the show. So it's, it's interviews, it's Q&As, it's appearances, events. Uh, news segments, TV segments, commercials, appearances, events, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I've been all over the place.
0: Deep drive to center caught by Kenny Wilson off the bat of Goodrum. The throw home not in time. Scoring on the sacrifice fly is Zach Granite. Now the lookouts have a 2-0 lead in the top of the third inning. Now we'll see Travis Harrison come to the plate with two gone as we start to wrap things up with Robbie from The Bachelorette. Now you're active on social media, have a good Facebook page, Twitter page as well. Uh, do your mentions blow up all the time hearing from girls across the country?
1: Yeah, it's a lot, you know, I, you go through ups and downs. It's, it's a roller coaster ride, you know, when, when the episode in, um, and Ken Willis, Argentina aired right before hometown. You know, I had that whole frontrunner episode that they kind of twisted and blew out of proportion where people were like, you're not a frontrunner I can't believe you say that people were like, against you and then you go fast forward to the final episode where I'm asking her parents for permission and I'm picking up the diamond ring and giving my pre-proposal speech and everyone's like, oh my god, you're America's sweetheart so it's a roller coaster ride right? you know, I'm not the only one who deals with that right. scrutiny my family goes through it too and they have to deal with it, and so it's um, it's since the show is in it, it's been an outpour of love, and I appreciate that. It's it's been great.
0: So what's next for you? That's
1: a good question. <laughs> because <laughs> you know,
0: a lot of people look at JoJo; she, you know, was on The Bachelor, <laughs> finished second there, and then all of a sudden she's the Bachelorette. Does this make you in line to be the next Bachelor?
1: No, that brings up exactly what I was just talking about. You know, I would um, I would be open to it just because the fact that I believe in the journey. I I found love once. I believe that I could find it again, and I'm not going to rule out any avenue to find love. Um, But with that being said, it's something I would really have to sit down and talk to my family and friends about because, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not the only one who went through it. You know, that two and a half months I'm filming while rumors are swirling and I don't have contact. I can't talk to my mom for two and a half months, my sisters for two and a half months. They're the ones at home dealing with the controversy. They're the ones that have to see me on the front of U.S. Weekly saying he's a two-timer, uh, and then on the back half of that see all the stuff that my ex did with the other cast members on the show. So I, I love my family more than anything, and anyone who watched the show could see that. Um, so it's something I'd have to sit down and talk to them without.
0: Tom Shaw facing Harrison. Here's the 2-2. Here's a swing and a missed strike three, and that will end the inning. Well, Robbie, it's been a lot of fun to catch up with you and hear some of your memories from the show and also really I think, give people an idea of what it was like to go through that process and then get to go through it again when the show actually airs. But uh, just best of luck to you, whatever's next for you. And who knows, maybe we'll see you on The Bachelor at some point. (laughs) All right, all right. Alright, a fun conversation, and again, I think he is going to be the next Bachelor. He kind of gave a coach-speak style answer to the question I had about, are you going to be the next Bachelor? When he said, well, I got to talk to my family and also uh, I would definitely be open to it. So he left it on a positive note. So I, I could definitely see us seeing him on ABC's The Bachelor coming up whenever they start that next season. And I'll probably do what I did with The Bachelorette this summer. I'll probably sneak in for that finale and see all the drama right there and that'll be it. But probably won't keep up with it every single week on Twitter like a lot of people do. And it's kind of surprising how many sports people, like a lot of sports writers and uh P- athletes always are tweeting about the bachelorette and i know even at sec media days uh, i believe they had like a watch party for it with clay travis and a lot of people in hoover alabama that were all keeping up with the bachelorette at sec media days so i don't think i'll be necessarily in that camp but if it's robbie i'd be intrigued to watch a uh, pretty good guy and he had a lot of fun last night at the baseball grounds Speaking of having fun, it's time for another Mavericks Live Thirsty Thursday fueled by Budweiser as the Suns welcome in the lookouts for Game 4 of the series. they we're going to Pensacola, then back at home against Mobile, and that weekend also the start of college football season, so we'll have a lot of fun coming up in the next few weeks as the baseball season comes to a close in Jacksonville and we get college football started in earnest. But I thank all of you for listening to this episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast, and until next time, play the Waltz Roy i remember the night and the tennessee walls
1: only you know how much i have lost yes i lost my little darling the
0: night they were playing that beautiful tenor.